0: Everybody. Welcome to a super 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 awesome episode of wrestling Wild black and good you know what we say is wrestling Wild black but sometimes we got a little bit of other flavors sometimes we got a little vanilla on here you know we got my main man Texas uh, Texas is finest Tex Lone Star he's from the H town everybody welcome in Tex Lone Star
1: thank you everybody and it's it's definitely pretty vanilla when it comes to (laughs) text oh my god you're you're in front of a live audience i had no idea
0: yeah we we actually borrowed some of the audience from saturday night live oh wow that's awesome that's great yeah (laughs) yeah, like it's like yeah we (laughs) get to rent them out um but but text man it's so awesome talking to you we initially connected from my buddy brandon clements of reality wrestling Right. right, and he's just mm-hmm. such a dope dude, and we just vibe so easily. I just love his spirit, man. Um, you do something that is so important. in Wrestling. A lot of people underestimate how important comedy is in the pro wrestling world. When I say how important it is, we're talking about. Let's just use a couple things because me and you, kind of, kind of, you said you experienced multiple booms of pro wrestling. Let's just talk about some. Crazy comedy in the pro wrestling world, right? We had The Rock Mm -hmm. always doing his little bits and his little sense of humor. We had Stone Cold Steve Austin and Booker T with the little the fighting and the grocery store. We all remember that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember D Generation X and their little comedy bits and things of that nature. Yeah,
1: remember uh, with mankind with his
0: his sock puppet. And sock puppet. And in so many ways, humor is is a pivotal extremely pillar when it comes to pro wrestling, not just the physicality, not just the storytelling, but a lot of people don't appreciate how comedy is important to wrestling. But when we see these Orange Cassidy's and these Dan Hughes, Dan Hewson's people just don't get it. So I really wanted to take the time to get to know you and talk to you about doomsday wrestling and what it means and, and what comedy really means. So before we get into doomsday wrestling, Tex, tell me a little bit about how important comedy is to wrestling in terms of the the ingredients to make it such a good dish?
1: Well, I would say with any form of entertainment, you need a little bit of levity in there. Um, Of course, what we do about Doomsday Wrestling, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, that's pretty much all comedy. That's the whole point of it. But in just professional wrestling, WWE, what you see on TV, I would say it's a big part of it, even if people don't want to admit it, because I can remember watching, um you know the the hulkamania era in the 80s and even and especially in the in the um in the attitude era there was a lot of comedy like there was a lot of backstage skits you know and i call them skits because they were they were comedic you know mm-hmm. um of course there was a, a serious take you know they would get to get to seriousness in there but but there was a lot of comedy i mean like your biggest stars i think were very funny i would i would say so and um for me, uh, I was always drawn as a, as a, as a kid watching in the '80s, and, and as a, a younger man watching in the, what is it, the late '90s, um, pro wrestling. Uh, it's uh, the, ki- the kind of—I mean, wrestling. It to me is—I I don't want to rub anybody the wrong way, but it, it, it has an innate silly quality to it, in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. nowadays, mm-hmm. Uh, now that uh, the cat's out of the bag about how you know how it really works, I guess. <laughs> um, but that's, what's fun about it. You know, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a comic book soap opera come to life that that we can all watch, you know, and, uh, and get into and root for and suspend disbelief. Um, but yeah, having, having a funny part of levity is, I think it's totally necessary because it's, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a crazy concept, professional wrestling of this traveling sport Mm -hmm. that goes from town to town, telling a different play every night. Like that's, that's really weird. If you think about it, like there's no other thing that does that. Like if you, if you were to go see a play, it might run 20 nights at the same theater. Then maybe, you know, it might go somewhere. Well, but not, not a play with different actors. I mean, but the same play might pop up in another city and do the same exact play. Or if you go see a sporting event, of course, you know, it's a, it's an actual sport legit. So you're going to, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. It's a sport, but in this case, it's a, it's an athletic play that is episodic and it's different every time, you know? So that's, that's unique. I can't think of anything else like that.
0: Oh yeah, especially as long if we just used uh, WWE as an example for thirty sure. plus years, been consistently putting out right. skits, plays, traveling towns, and having to refresh and renew. And to even though the basic ingredients of pro wrestling are the same, people are competing for a championship title. There is rivalries, right. there's good evil, but there are other nuances that are so important. So, Tex, tell me about. We talked about how you talked about how you know the '80s and '90s. Talk about some of the wrestlers that you were drawn to, or or storylines, or maybe even wrestlers that you were drawn to from a comedic who had the ability to deliver comedically. In your personal opinion, and you can use any era that you want. I have mentioned a couple, but Mm. in your opinion, what do you think?
1: Well, a lot of it. I don't know if it was meant to be funny when it came on, but I I thought it was humorous just because it was so over the top. Like there was an angle in uh, the '80s where Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase bought the contract of Hercules uh, Hercules Hernandez from Bobby Heenan Mm -hmm. and he bought the contract and then he announces now that I've bought the contract of Hercules and Hercules is just under the impression that he's going to be managed by Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase then says he is now my personal slave and of course then they get in a fight and that makes that makes um... Hercules of a a baby face, a good guy for those who don't know wrestling lingo. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of that is absurd, that you could buy someone's contract and think, Okay, now you have to do whatever I say and you're subservient to me mm-hmm. in every way, shape, or form and you're my property. Like that's that's an absurd notion that, mm-hmm. that I mean, I guess then wrestling was maybe more focused towards kids who would believe such a such a such a stretch, you know? Mm-hmm. Um there was other things, I'd say in the nineties there was a match where I wanna say, man, I don't know who it might have been X Pac versus uh, I don't know who it was versus Kane. Let's just say that, and mm-hmm. the and and it, it determined who Tori, who was Kane's girlfriend at the time, would spend the holidays with. <laughs> okay. So if you think about that, like these two guys are fighting, and if you win, you got to spend the holidays with me. But if I if the other guy wins, you you get to spend the holidays with 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 him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's a very uh, just a very absurd notion and uh, stuff like that. I always I always got into just because it, it was so out there and just so like such a such an absurd. Um, stipulation on something, and and also, I mean, I mean, pro, pro wrestling itself. If I'm going off on a tangent here about what it is, it's kind of it's it's interesting in a way that these men and women are at war with each other constantly, mm-hmm. but they wait till they're on TV to fight about it. You know, like <laughs> are they like when I was a kid and I sort of believed it was real,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like before I knew better. Um, I hate to say real, you know, when before when I, you know, before I knew it was predetermined. Yeah, I would. I'd imagine these guys must be like they travel from city to city so I would imagine in between they must be driving and trying to run each other off the road because they hate each other but then eventually so they're going to catch up to to each other from say they go to LA to Seattle when they get to Seattle oh man it's on you know but then when they leave Seattle to go to Ontario oh they're going to be fighting all the way up in the airplane and then you know it's, it's just funny to think about there's all these weird like Things you just don't question when you watch it, you know. You're uh, not supposed
0: to. I never thought about that, bro. That's pretty deep. That's pretty <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah,
1: right. that's true. Why aren't they? Just, <laughs> I mean, it's just, you, gotta, you know, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to think about that. Yeah,
0: you know? and then why do they like per, like when they're, they're when they see each other at the ring, they're like they want to go into the ring, then they, they hesitate and they don't go into the ring, and it's like I'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, bro. it's like why? Yeah, do they sometimes the week?
1: guy old, or sometimes the guy will do a run in attack the, attack someone from behind, then he'll run out, and the guy left in the ring could go after him but he kind of just stands in the ring that's like he can't like the ropes stop him or something he's like <laughs> like, a, like an it, but not like, now <laughs>
0: like a non-playable character
1: <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah it's like it's like a big, another weird thing if, if we can go off on another tangent right. is um entrance music if you think about that mm-hmm. like you know you'd understand someone's entrance music plays when they enter but it'll play before they run out to like, like like say there's a beatdown going in the ring and a bunch of heels, the bad guys, if you don't know what that means, mm-hmm. um, are attacking a face. I'm sure everybody who listens to this podcast knows what that means, but I really shouldn't have to explain that, <laughs> but um, say the heels are beating down a face, multiple heels, and then all of a sudden you hear the music, like the glass break or whatever, or, or you know the, tra- the car wreck or something, and here comes the hero mm-hmm. to save the other face. Um, when that happens, it's funny to think, okay, did someone just see the hero coming out and decide, okay, I better play plays music because he's gonna come out, or did that hero run up to the sound guy and say, "Hey, I gotta go out there and save my friend, but get my music ready"? You know, it's <laughs> it's just kind of a it's, yeah. it's, it's it's like when you watch Star Wars and you hear the background music. Han Solo doesn't react to it; he doesn't say who's playing that that music. But it's it's yeah. just but it, but in pro wrestling, it does. It's entrance music, but it does pop up out of nowhere, and it means something's going to happen, which is which is interesting.
0: I love your thinking, man. I, you are a comedic genius. I mean, it's so many ways well, I that we.
1: not think have... much about it. No,
0: no, no, not at all. No, there's so many ways we have to suspend suspend belief in so many different ways. And it's like when they trade punches back and forth, it's like, why don't you just keep punching them and not trade punches back and forth?
1: <laughs> or, or don't pose in the middle of punching. Don't throw don't do three punches and then pose, you know, because that's yeah. when you're gonna, he's going to get you, you know. But, yeah. but that's what makes it entertaining. If it was a real fight, it would be, be kind of boring. You know? Exactly, and
0: that's where the psychology is important. You yeah, know? oh yeah. Talk about, okay, well talk about the genesis of Doomsday Wrestling for us who don't know the location and what Doomsday Wrestling is all about, Tex. Tell us about that.
1: Thank you. Uh, doomsday wrestling is a, I use the term wrestling a little loosely, I'll say comedic wrestling promotion out in Houston, Texas. We've been around since 2003, a long time. And, um, it started way back when, uh, me and my friends were always kind of like goofballs and hams. We were, we always liked causing a scene. We were always in goofy, silly bands and just doing funny stuff. Um, and we were at this, uh, place uh in this kind of, in the artsy kind of area just in the Montrose area uh there's this coffee house that was a, it was a big place mm-hmm. they had a big backyard with a big stage in the back and that stage was never used for anything I don't think we ever saw it I think we might have saw one thing being used there but it was there for months and, and nobody ever did anything with it so we thought hey we should we should do something back there you know because they have that big stage and um we're wondering what to do. Like, what could we do? We can't, you know, we we're done. Like we were, like we were thinking if we did one of our goofy bands and nobody would care or, 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 or get it because it's all inside jokes, mm-hmm. but we were thinking we could do like a play, but you know, none of us had acted before or anything like that. It was just, we just thought we could do like some sort of show. And we thought maybe like a talk show, like maybe like where there's guests, you know, fake guests. And we thought that'd be really, that might be kind of hard to, to write because it's just a lot of talking. And I was a big wrestling fan at, at the time. This is, Mid 2003, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why don't we do wrestling, like, but really absurd wrestling? Like, wrestling that, because we can't, you know, we don't know what we're doing. We're, we're, uh, you know, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll pretend to fight, but it won't be nearly as professional as the, as the stuff on TV or, or WWE. So we thought, we'll do that. We'll create goofy characters. Um, We'll we'll get my dad to build us a makeshift ring, which he did. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we we got my mom to make us a few costumes, just like like the, like we would buy leotards and she'd add add logos to them and stuff like that. Oh, nice. And and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Basically, it was very DIY at first. It still is, but it was a, it was really seat of the pants back then. Um, and we came up with um, a show called Doomsday, which was going to be the name of the pay-per-view. So it was going the promotion was going to be Gulf Coast All-Star Extreme Championship Wrestling Presents Doomsday. Mm-hmm. And we thought we were just going to do it one time, so we gave it a really ridiculous-sounding promotion because, in my opinion, when you add All-Star to things and make the name too long, it usually means it's not really good. Yeah. I know, mean, like, when you add too many, like, uh, titles, I guess. And then Doomsday sounded like, you know, Judgment Day or Armageddon or just, it sounded like an extreme, you know, name of an event. Oh yeah. And, um, we thought we were just going to do it one time. So we had all these characters. We, we did this little storyline and, um, with my, uh, the first uh, ring we had wasn't even really a ring. It was just like a platform. My father had built with some carpet padding on it that we put like a, a canvas over. There were some uh, four by fours coming out that we used as ring posts. we, we asked we, for uh, sprung ro- strung ropes from them, so you couldn't really bounce off them. You had to kind of just run into them and turn around and pretend you're, you're bouncing off them. But, mm-hmm. but so it was really, really more like a play than like there, you know, because there was wrestling, but it was it was ultra fake. And that was but that was the fun part about it. And um, we did the show there and we thought we imagined uh, maybe like 10 people would come, including like our, our parents or something. But um somehow we sold the place out and and we were totally blown away by that and I'm not bragging, but we did good and and uh from then on I just I, I thought, well we gotta do this again and I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. Oh, there's a crowd go- getting crazy again. Mm-hmm, Thank mm-hmm. you. Um and we just kept kept doing it and I just can't stop now <laughs> and here I am.
0: I love that man. So it sold out. What do you think was the genesis of it selling out? Cause anything that's new, people don't know about. You gotta sure. get the hype. You get what do you think um where there's nothing like it on the scene at the time?
1: I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it was, we, don't, we, did, we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, our promotion was basically just stapling uh, flyers to to telephone poles. I mean, that, that's, and telling people about it. Oh, um, wow. And, and it, I, I mean, when I say sold out, I mean, there were like 300 people there. I'm not saying Jesus it was like, no, it wasn't that's like, we, 300, we sold out. But to get, <laughs> get
0: 300 people who, because wrestling is a very niche thing in general.
1: Yeah, and, it is. Yeah,
0: and it's not a major promotion, so to get three hundred people is a freaking huge, huge deal. Oh, bro. yeah,
1: thank you. No, I've been to indie shows where there's like five people out, so <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I was really, really proud of myself. I don't know. You know, I don't really know. I, I, I'm getting well because I don't know if people knew it was a comedy show when they went, or if they thought they were going to go see a, for lack of better terms, a real wrestling show. You yeah. know, the, the the audience was really receptive to it, and. Um, like no one thought like, what the hell is this? This isn't wrestling. I mean, I didn't hear anybody say that at least. So, um, and they've accepted us since then. We've, we've gotten a little flack from actual pro or indie wrestlers. The the thing with indie wrestlers coming to our show, they either really love it or they really hate it. Mm. Um, so, so we've gotten a few people saying it's, it's an insult to what we do or blah, blah, blah. But, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I'm not doing it to insult anybody. It's just, of course. It's just another take on wrestling, you know?
0: Exactly. So what's the biggest audience you've had? 300 is good for your first. Is that the biggest you've had or you've had bigger?
1: Uh, the biggest we've had, I want to say, I don't know the exact number, but I remember the the show. And I remember kind of a, a rough ticket count, but to be honest, sometimes you can't count. You can't trust certain venues to give you, mm-hmm. give you straight numbers sometimes, but I know there are at least 700 people there. So that's, wow. that's good. We haven't cracked a thousand yet, but I'm looking to do it one day.
0: But I'm saying 700, you know, 700 people is that's, that's, you know, they say back in the day that, um, from, a, um, from a, uh, interpersonal or, or just from, a just from how people had tribes back in the day, they said people never mm-hmm. really met people more than 125 people. One hundred and twenty questions.
1: That's people. that's an interesting point. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah, if you're not if you're staying within your group, you're not. Yeah, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that many people, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, fact that we uh, live in a uh, society now
0: where you know seven hundred people—that's that's a lot. Like, do you have seven? Does anyone have seven hundred friends that they can talk to at any given time? Pretty not. Probably not.
1: Oh, that's. A, you <laughs> that's know? A good, yeah, I can't name seven hundred of my friends. But I don't think I don't have seven hundred friends. I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you seven hundred people that I've met my life. Ex- so, me neither. You know. <laughs> I went to a high school with nine hundred
0: people, and I'll probably remember maybe fifty of them, maybe a hundred of them. At yeah, best. no,
1: sometimes I'll, I'll get on Instagram, and I, I guess on social media, it's not like you have to really meet those people, but, but usually I like to have an idea, at least who they are, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like, how do, how do I know that person, but it's probably just, I like their page, or something like, like, like that, but yeah, but yeah. In this, in this day and age with social media, you can kind of become semi-friends, or at least online friends with them. Yeah,
0: I remember pretty much, I think I remember pretty much everybody from second grade up to like maybe middle school, but that's pretty much it. I, I pretty much, cause when you're in second grade, middle school, uh, elementary school, you probably have class sizes of what? 20 kids maybe.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's I can still look at if I ever, if my class photos ever come up in kindergarten, I can name everybody in that picture, you know, but isn't that crazy, but in high school you kind of lose it, don't you? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I guess when you're young, maybe your mind just retains these new things better, you know, like you're like, you're like, Oh, I get to hang out with 20 kids every day. So you're gonna you're gonna get to know those. 20 kids, I guess. Maybe when you're a teenager, you just don't care anymore. You're not, you exactly. interested.
0: Yeah, we all going through puberty. We're not worried about uh, how many people are in our yeah, class <laughs>
1: Worried about other things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's super dope. So Doomsday Wrestling, talk about some of the major characters, uh, texts in in Doomsday. Because as we have watched, as we follow the the story, right, everything is 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 uh, like you said, talking about um uh you having te- like monthly or weekly television for a lot of programs and yours has been a pretty annual, uh, pretty often. Talk about some of the major players. And, and if people do come to support and want to come to Doomsday Wrestling, who are some of the people that really stand out besides yourself, Tex, and then talk about your character as well.
1: Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, we, we do shows about, nowadays we try to do them like at least every two months, but maybe we're averaging about every six weeks right now. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. Um, a lot, back in the day, we did them just kind of when we felt like, which could be every five <laughs> months or every four months, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, major characters now, I'd say one off the top of my head is The Lunchador. All right, talk about He's The Lunchador. A, a, yeah. A luchador who who uh, just who who eats all the time. He eats during his matches. He has a a lunch break built into his match where he has to stop and eat lunch. His opponents they get under his skin with the psychological warfare by stealing his lunch. Um, and okay. and his his uh he's known as the walking snack attack, and his finisher is the food coma. I like yeah, that. The
0: I like that. I like yeah, the luchador. Yeah, cool,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> cool. There's a tag team known as the Rad Dads, and you can kind of imagine that. There's they're good at barbecuing they're good at lecturing. <laughs> they're good at stern handshakes. They're good at making sure the thermostat is right where it needs to be. And, um, they're, they're usually, you know, trying to uh, to, to invoke some dad-like knowledge upon their opponents. And <laughs> it, it, it usually, it doesn't always take, but but they usually, they usually end up victorious. Um, I like that. I some, of, some of the, some of the others we got, uh, Valcatraz, She's a, a, a woman who is currently serving a life sentence in pr in, in a prison, mm-hmm. and uh, she's released about uh, thirty minutes for a match every time we have an event, and uh, out of her solitary se- uh, confinement cell, and she's very dangerous. She her finisher is called Shanksgiving. You can kind of guess what that is. She yeah, has a shank, and, mm-hmm. and um, very violent woman. Uh, let, me, let me think. Some others. Uh, there's Larry Christmas. He's the out of work mall Santa, mm-hmm. and uh, except during during holiday time. Um, but yeah, he's always, always struggling to get by. Um, yeah, Larry Christmas is always down on his luck. So he's kind of a little underdog character. Mm. Um, there's crooked Dick Dunn. You might be familiar with him. Mm-hmm. He's a man who will steal anything that's not nailed down or on fire. <laughs> he steals, uh, <laughs> he's, he's stolen, uh, folding chairs out from, from under audience members. He's stolen <laughs> uh, wallets from, from their opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll, He'll if, if he can steal it, he'll he'll take it. He's he's currently on the lam, but he stops by for for a wrestling match every every once in a while. I love and uh, yeah. Now uh, another one I'm I'm proud of is the menopausal mauler. That's a woman we have in the show known as Hot Flash. She's about I'm going to say she's like 57 years old. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's she's the oldest woman on the oldest person on the roster. And uh yeah, she can still she can still get it done though. in, in, in the ring, the menopausal mauler, Hot Flash, <laughs> and. Uh, me, you know, it's well, talk about me. I'm tech Sloan star. Um, this character, oops, I say this character, this character, uh, was kind of created as the, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be kind of seeing the show through his eyes mm-hmm. and he just wants everything to go well. He just wants, he's excited. He loves wrestling. He loves professional wrestling. in It's purest form, but everything always goes wrong. Like he's like, okay, you ready for a good wrestling show? Oh no. Now aliens have invaded. Oh no. Now <laughs> the devil showed up and I have to, to pay him back for that, for that, uh, deal we made 20 years ago Mm -hmm. um yeah or or someone has stolen like crooked gun has stolen the world heavyweight title we have to replace it with something how about a dvd vcr combo it's the only thing of value we have in the building to represent the (laughs) championship so things like that texas always uh looking forward to the perfect show where nothing goes wrong but everything goes well in other words
0: i love that talk about the biggest angle the the biggest angle um Talk about the biggest angle that you had uh, that people really connected with recently, like something that's been that that, that has been your 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 signature storyline that people have, have <laughs> well, been
1: into. Yeah. Well, one thing that comes off of mind is our current Doomsday Wrestling Champion is a man called a hundred and ten percent Al. Mm-hmm. A L like the name of Al. Mm-hmm. He was a referee who somehow bumbled his way into winning the, the championship. Mm-hmm. And so he's really not qualified to wrestle. Mm -hmm. but he thinks he is. And he talks about how he's the longest reigning Tuesday champion in history. And that's really just because of the pandemic when we weren't doing shows and (laughs) he didn't have to defend his title. Um, It's kind of an ongoing storyline with him that he always gets out of defending his title, whether he, whether he has to, um, Oh, I can't defend my, defend my title, I have a doctor's note or I can't defend my title. I'm a, i am I have to take my dog to the vet. You know, he always finds a way out. And he, he's rarely in a match, to be honest, because he always worms his way out. Mm. Uh, but he's he's still wearing the belt. And lately, he's been uh, this might be a little controversial, but he's been he, he's been wielding a gun to get out of to, to get out of matches. He'll just pull a gun out, and then we'll say, "Okay, okay, you don't have to finish the title," and he'll leave. So, so um, yeah, so he's he's a desperate man. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: That is super dope. Have you guys had any like name like big names in the wrestling world ever come out and see anything you've done or?
1: Oh, uh, well, we're all big names. What are you talking about? No, um, no, <laughs> of, <I> mean, <laughs> course. of course. I mean, I've, uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you mean like in the audience?
0: Yeah, in the audience. Yeah. 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 Like it comes like, Oh, let me just see what this is about. Like just anybody. Well, know I think,
1: I think Booker T has seen us because we've, we've done a few, like we, there's this comic book convention in Houston called comic palooza in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Reality of wrestling was there, which is owned by Booker T and we were there. So I'm sure he saw us. I mean, I didn't see him like cheering us on or mm-hmm. like that, but, but, um, but as far as like wrestlers in our in, in our audience, it's usually local indie wrestlers, and most of them are pretty cool about it. Um, nice. And a lot of those, those the, a lot a lot of those those guys I think are in are in ROW. Um, Edwards James almost I don't know he was in uh, Battlestar Galactica ah. that actor ah okay yeah he watched us at, at the same my con- like comic book convention he. He sat there and nodded his head and smiled. So I always thought it'd be funny to put on a poster, the preferred comedy wrestling experience of Edward James almost. That, that would be dope.
0: That would be dope. <laughs> it's just
1: kind of a funny thing. Yeah.
0: Now, now, do you guys have a lot of writers? Is it just you? Talk about that because, um, you know, people want to like, people like, those oh, this is dope. This is fun. Where can I help? Or is there any way to they mm-hmm. You know, talk about that. How many writers do you guys have? And how often do you guys well, get together well, to write your material?
1: Well the way you described it is very accurate. You said who can help out and yeah, everybody that's a great crew though from the, the crew from the actual, you know, performers, athletes, if you can that um <laughs> or or, or that or just the, the crew that helps run the show smoothly. Yeah, everybody's just willing to help out. As far as writing goes, it's really it's it's anybody and everybody who wants to pitch an idea. Um I of course I trim it down, I edit it so it'll be so it, so it doesn't end up being eight hours long in other words. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, everybody, everybody lends a, lends a hand. I mean, I'm I welcome to take any ideas. I mean, it doesn't have to even be from people who are in the show, just, just someone who has hey, you should do a show about this or that. And Oh yeah, that sounds good, man. I can do that. Like, uh-huh. like there was one show where, um, this man used to come to our show and, uh, for lack of better terms, he was a very, uh, gothic guy. Like he wore, yeah. you know, he wore eyeliner, he wore all black and he was just a, he really carried that gothic thing. And I'd always see him in the audience, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and he really stood out cause it's, you know, I don't know if we usually attract a goth crowd, but, but um, <laughs> he was there and I, I said hi to him after one of the shows and he said, Oh, I really like what you do. And I said, thanks. And I, and I shook his hand mm-hmm. and when I shook his hand, everybody looked at me like or looked at us cause I was still in my Tex outfit. And I was shaking this, this goth guy's hand. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea popped in my head. Like, wouldn't it be cool if Tex had made a deal with the devil years ago? And that's why doomsday is, is how he got doomsday off the ground and mm-hmm. the devil has to come back to, to collect mm-hmm. so that guy was never in the show as the devil but he I guess he gave me the inspiration because it's like this shadowy looking figure and I'm shaking hands with it with him and people are looking like do they know each other like what's going on in the so, I love that little things like that yeah, yeah little, little things like that are fun
0: are people able to catch it on like YouTube or something because you know obviously was going in person' is best but what are some ways that they can like watch?
1: man we really need to we really need to to uh, increase our youtube our video online per, per, performance i mean we have a facebook page instagram page and a website but we need to have some regular content up there it's just it's just I, my old man brain at my age i'm just I, it's hard for me to keep up with that i need to uh actually i need to hit up our boy brandon about that oh, and, yeah. and get that going but, yeah. uh, but you can tune to tune in those on facebook or instagram and and there's and there's videos little samplings of our, of, of our shows but the best way to see it is live i will say uh-huh. and we made a little a few little little movies too like we did a christmas or a holiday special are you serious and we did a uh, uh, yeah it, it came out last uh, last christmas actually That's I think you find it, I, I, yeah i think i think you can you can search for it on, on youtube it's the Doomsday wrestling holiday special and it's kind of a best of it's there's like four of our matches from various shows and there's like a little storyline about about the holidays going on in between that I
0: love that. Okay. So yeah, so as, cool. we, as we finish up, so where are the places that they can find Doomsday Wrestling uh, specifically so that they can follow support and go from there? So give us some of the places and then I'll put this in a note. Gotcha. I'll also put this in the, in the uh, podcast notes so they can find it as well.
1: Okay, cool. Of course, doomsdaywrestling.com that's our website. You can find us on uh, Facebook just under Doomsday Wrestling. There's a, there's a fan page. I'm also on Facebook as just text space Lone Star my name mm-hmm. and you can find us on Instagram under Doomsday Wrestling. Um, and yeah, and if and just to do a quick quick plug, if you're in the Houston area on uh, Saturday, April ninth, be sure and check us out at Numbers Bike Club. We have uh, another event coming up. Doomsday Wrestling presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. So it has to do with hair, and you can imagine what a wrestling match in hair. You know how that goes. Oh yeah. You, if you know anything about wrestling, oh say. yeah,
0: oh yeah, people losing some hair, some buzz cuts coming down the line. Yes, well, yeah. Tech, well, Tex, man, we we talked about how. Comedy is so important in wrestling. We talked about doomsday. Um, what you guys are doing sounds so fascinating as a person who's in the comedy world as well. I'm supremely interested in coming to visit you guys. And I look forward to doing that when I'm in Texas and I hope the audience, um, we got audience members in Germany, the UK and all over the United States. And, um, you know, this that might be something to do when you guys come in town from out of town or out of the country to support. And we'll be continuing to follow up with them and storylines have other characters on as well. And if you even want to shoot some angles on here, I'd be happy to, to lend mm-hmm. that for you as well. Yeah. But Tex, thanks for coming yeah. in. I really appreciate you.
1: All right, thanks a lot, man. R three was a lot of fun. I'm glad. To, uh, I like I li- I like your podcast. It's, it's I like that we're not just talking about straight wrestling. We're going off on talking about almost like culture and how wrestling is affected by it, or or how culture affects wrestling. You know, it's it's, it's
0: cool Exactly Yeah yeah It's not a Black Lives Matter rally Just because of the title But uh, <laughs> I might have a little Black Lives Matter seasoning In there no, but
1: of it, course <laughs> Yeah I'm all for that BLM I'm all for that
0: Oh yeah yeah we out, we out here in these streets But anyway folks Thanks for coming on Another episode of Wrestling Wild Black We're not just doing Weekday wrestling matches You know this match was good That <laughs> match No that's boring we do fun stuff with people like Doomsdays Wrestling, with people like Blam, with interesting people. This is what this podcast is about. We bring <laughs> the interesting folks in the wrestling world so that you guys don't get bored because you can listen to 12 different podcasts, all talking right. about backflips and, and all that stuff that's important too. But this is fun and unique and
1: different. So, yeah. um, and, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, there's uh, this, as was contrary to poverty relief this isn't the only wrestling podcast that there is but it's the best one I'll just say that
0: hey the audience I think they agree so oh yeah yeah guys we, hey, so, I just
1: I just I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true okay
0: thanks <laughs> and so guys support Doomsday follow them now
1: do it alright support this podcast Wrestling Wrestling
0: While Black thanks peace